the USFL Gambling Podcast Week Eight Reaction Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks, brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to get started today. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival, but survive it did. SFL report because we are reacting to week eight, another wild, wild week in the United States Football League. And look, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swigga, database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Good night. No, good morning, good evening, good night. Whatever the fuck you, whatever he says in Truman Show, whenever you're listening to this, all right, that's the United States Football League. You better believe we're excited. Patty C, just two more weeks of the regular season, and everything's oh, up in the air. Yes, everything is up in the air. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hello. Well. Oh yeah. A little Tecmo Super Bowl. Get us all in the right mood. We got the U the USFL what? Week nine upon us? This is the weekend reaction Ooh. show with whoo! Year two? Loving all of this action and Patty C, we are here to recite all of what happened. Uh <sighs> I mean, let's just hop right into it. But I guess before we hop into another solid week, right? Another great week of competition. Oh. I love the fact there was no games at filthy Ford stadium, the worst stadium. And, and uh, they should never play a football game there. So we didn't get any of that action, which is a win for the yeah. fans. All right. I mean, 
in the USFL standards, there's one nine point game. And even that's a one possession game with a three point, uh, 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 the three, three point, point convert. Yeah. 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 That's a possibility. I saw RJ young tweet this. The last 10 games across the United States football league have been decided by a single digit dating back to May 21st. That's what you're seeing in this league. A lot of great competition and let's jump into it because the Houston gamblers were taking on the Pittsburgh Maulers. Saturday morning, and it looked like uh, it looked like the Pittsburgh Maulers were just uh, the better team for a lot of this game. But guess what? When you score only six points in the second half, yes, they were up thirteen nothing. Yes, they were up thirteen six at half. Yes, they were up sixteen to six at the end of the third, and they lose the game. They give up fourteen in the fourth, and they were, I think, like what a forty yard field goal away from Chris blew it and blew it, blew it. Uh, to, to quote the Pitt Duke game uh, back when Chris Blewett was at the University of Pittsburgh, but he's back. Patty C. I mean, I he was it. good. What did he hit? Five, uh, <laughs> five field goals, and the one that he misses, uh, or no, four field goals, and the one that he misses uh, is the one that everyone's going to remember because it cost him the game. They had no business losing this game. They had yeah. no business. This is a classic Maulers game, right? This sums up. Their existence since the rebirth of the United States fo- Football League. Not, and we could argue since Mike Rogier, but <laughs> they should be winning this game. Like, uh, we had this on here at the studio. I feel like they definitely dominate a lot, a lot of this game from a scoreboard, po- scoreboard point of view. So, I mean, giving up 14 to the fourth, fucking up this whole game. I mean, I mean, th- their time of possession and possession almost 40, 39 47 to, to Houston's 20. 13. They they doubled them in time of possession and still man had had what 60 more total yards still managed every to lose stat the game. you can look at I feel like uh, got in the red zone three times uh Houston only once <laughs> every stat favors the Pittsburgh Mullers that's part of the fun of these spring leagues is that you know sometimes uh, those outliers it just doesn't stack up now this game had zero turnovers which was shocking it almost makes it even harder to lose I, yeah. You would think like before you'd be like, well, you know, you, you win the yardage battle, you win every other step, but guess what? You turn the ball over three times. No, this was dead. This was dead. Even this was even more confusing, um, but the gamblers find a way to get it done. And here the Maulers are 40 minutes time of possession loss up 90% of the game loss. Uh, does this, you know, what's crazy and, and stacking the money green. It was here in the SGPN office with me today. And we were talking about the USFL, and he goes, "You know what's crazy? I know we gave out that future for the Maulers after week two. He's like, they're, they're still alive. <laughs> they're very much alive because, <laughs> it, like, the the North is is a shit show, but also, like, they don't look that bad. It's not no. like a year ago with Kirby Wilson where they look terrible. This their offense still does. The yes. defense looks great still. <laughs> yes, well, the offense was better than the Gamblers' offense, which we praise at times." That the stats are telling us their offense is better than the gamblers' offense. It's true. Uh, when you have Troy Williams going twenty of twenty six, seventy seven percent completion percentage, <laughs> you take it. I don't understand. But they what's just going don't have a here. game break. I mean, Henny Henny didn't get off three. He's their real game breaker. I guess you could say Simmons in the kick return game, but you know uh, Bailey Gate. There's not really one. Madre London. No. What, what? No, uh, no. 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 Timeout. Why do they not? Madre London had eight for 41, five point yard, one yards a rush. 
Why the fuck is Garrett Groshek getting 11 carries? Somebody explain it to me. This, this is, uh, this has got to be racism. All right, no, I'm joking. (laughs) They (laughs) got a little. They're super just conservative on offense, and they they try and get cute because I don't know why. I mean, I guess this happens if, if your identity as a team, and this seems like a Pittsburgh thing to do, is to sl- slam the ball, right? Guess what? Teams can adjust to this, right? You, you're not Ohio State. You don't ha- just have bigger guys that you can run the ball down their throat. It's an even league. You have to like, you know, have some balance if you're going to and and be able to throw. Now, twenty for twenty six, you would think would open up the run game a little bit. Uh, but it didn't. <laughs> well, they didn't. I don't understand why you wouldn't commit. I've wondered this for the past two years. So maybe it's me. I think Madre London's way better than any running back they have. And yet, yes. Groshek, 11 carries, 22 yards. <laughs> I feel like that's a bit of an outlier, but that is a lot of carries for a fullback in a game. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Um, I want to talk more about it, but I got to get a spade. I want to tell you that the uh, the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, uh, Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to uh, twenty five hundred dollars in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable. Of you know, that's an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. You can get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Your wife's not going to be looking at your charge, you know, double down on some of the, maybe the, maybe a favorite bet you like create an awesome middle or even hedge, which we're against, but you know, it's pretty gross. Uh, edge boost <laughs> also isn't some, some sleazy loan shark. All right. This is not uh, Jimmy two times up the road with the lead pipe in the parking lot. Uh, this is uh this is just edge boost. All right. They're not going to charge any interest. So you're good. All right. You are very good. Um, and I really believe it's like, I mean, to not have any interest, unbelievable. I never heard of anything like that. Edge boost can also uh, be a part of a responsible gambling plan. If you, you know, as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across your betting accounts, all in one place, support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sports gambling slash edge to sign up that sports gambling slash edge. Oh, must be 21 years or older to use problem with gambling call 100 gambler. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling podcast. And I mean, here we are the gamblers. So right now, Patty C, if the season ended, we had no change from a week ago. It's the same four teams, but you know, what's great about the end of this. What's that in both in both divisions, all the teams are two and two in division play. So, you know, it's not even like anyone has a tiebreaker edge. Uh, it's it's going to come down to the last week of the season for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you got right now it would be stars Panthers, but once again, I think the Panthers play the generals. I think everyone plays each other. Yeah. I think you're right. And then you have uh so right now it would be stars Panthers in stallion showboats in, but everybody alive, every game matters. Uh, it just means more in the USFL Patty C. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about, well, I mean, look, the gamblers won, so they, they had to do what they had to do. Uh, but yet the other teams, uh, in their division won as well. So they didn't gain that game that they think, uh, you know, perhaps that they were going to get, uh, the under did cash for us. The Maulers are a fucking under machine. So, um, there is that. As uh, as the Pittsburgh Maulers, I want to say all but one week 
all but have one hit the week. Under. Yes, have hit the <laughs> under. They are a fucking machine. Wait, yeah, yeah. Because wait, last they week they went off one week, right? They thirty thirty seven to thirty one game. A couple the, the week seven. Either, either no, it was week seven. Yeah, week yeah. seven is the one game that did not hit the over, and that was like kick returns left and right. So yeah. uh, let's hop on over and talk about this. Was the game of the week? Probably, I actually think maybe the game of the year in the USFL so far. Yeah, we are talking this was phenomenal. Philadelphia Stars, Birmingham Stallions. I had the Stars plus the points. I also had them on the money line. So I hit on, on the, on, uh, on the points on, uh, well, I hit on the Maulers, the, uh, the cover, right? Well, Mahler, we both hit on the Maulers, but then we hit on the stars plus the points, but I did take a, a Philadelphia stars money line play, which should have hit. They had them at fourth and eight. They had the stallions at fourth and eight or fourth and nine at like the opposing 40 yard line. So in stars territory. So you're thinking, Hey, this is it. There's only like 30 seconds left. You know, and they needed they needed uh, what they needed. I, I think it was at the, what was it at the time the, before the touchdown. Um, I think it was they needed seven, right? They needed seven. They yeah, were down field goal. It was was it twenty? They were down twenty to twenty four. Yeah, so they had to score a touchdown. And Alex yeah. Mago, who might I add, probably right now, if you asked old Pick Dundee, who's your who's your vote for uh, USFL MVP? I don't think mu- there's any question. Well, I mean, you can make a case the Philadelphia From Stars Mark kicker Thompson. Aguilar, who's a <laughs> fucking beast, the, could be the first guy since Mark Mosley. I also think Mark Thompson, since uh, and and you might even be able to to talk yourself into uh, if if New Orleans ends up in the playoffs, McLeod Bethel Thompson because he's leading the league in passing. Or or should we make the case for Levante Taylor, the starting corner for the Michigan Panthers, who hasn't given up a touchdown all year? Nice, dude. The Panthers have some defensive studs, dude. Uh, they they drive me Ginda, crazy. Speaks and uh, Taylor. Well, hold on. I mean, hold on. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk Star Stallions because the Stars are now four and four. They lose in heartbreaking fashion. Um, but this is a game. The Stars were up fourteen to seven at the half. They were up at the end of the third and in the fourth, the stallions and skip Holt score 17 in the fourth. Unbelievable mm, mm, uh, comeback. Mm. They had 429 yards of offense, 7.4 yards of play. Uh, meanwhile, the stars at, at 349. but you know, you felt like the stars kind of had this game. They let them off the hook in a way. A bit. I would, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, talk about a much more competitive time of possession battle. 16 second advantage uh, for Birmingham, 2952 to 3008. So, uh, really competitive in a lot of uh, a lot of statistical measures. And you're right. I think uh, the stars, if anything, the stars showed me that they are easily the best team in the North, um, and really have to be taken seriously for the, uh, for the Liberty uh, cup. Uh, free, yeah. The free, freedom, freedom cup, cup, freedom cup, Liberty <laughs> cup too at the Liberty bowl. But look, uh, Alex Mago, CJ Marable had two fumbles that they lost. That was part of the stars getting up on that. So the, the stats can be a little misleading here because you think, Oh, well, you know, uh, the, the stallions outgained them. They, they deserve to win the game. Well, the stars got a big lead. So they, uh, they got a little more conservative uh, when they got those two fumbles. Um, but Mago just battled back like a seasoned vet. I, you know, I wouldn't mind if this was a rematch. If we ended up with the Freedom Cup, same two teams, sign me well, up. If for the game's it. anything like this, yeah. Um, one thing that I saw that really impressed me, that makes me think Philadelphia 
obviously, I mean the, the, the game itself, watching it, but the specific aspect of the game, it seemed like uh, Birmingham was sending the blitz constantly and Cookus was chewing it. You know, he would just, it, it was Tom Brady esque. I hate to say that. I mean, at the USFL level, I mean, that, and that's really the, the, what makes an offense go when, when they're sending their package and you can, you can handle their blitz and, and pick them apart with it. Then they, then they can't do that. Then they have to drop in coverage. And then you have, then you're at the advantage, you know, th- then you can be aggressive and they have to be. And then, you know, that offense, I- I'm confident in it moving forward. Yeah. That, and, and that, that game was awesome. That game was the game of the, of the season to me. It's a yeah. very fun back and forth game. Both teams looking the part, looking like they have championship pedigree. I know you could say, well, the stars are just four and four. They're 500 Colby. I, I trust them as a good team. Yeah. I trust them after this game. Yeah. They, they look like they've come into form. So the stallions still keep a game lead. They're the best record skip Holtz looking for back-to-back championships. Patty C Um, uh, do we have a Philadelphia Birmingham rivalry? Yeah. Stemming. I think we may Um, is Philadelphia going to get there to their 15th championship game in, uh, in three years in the USFL. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, the, look, you have can't they have been to every USFL yes, championship. So yes, far? you they cannot have. have a USFL season without a, a Philadelphia stars uh, appearance in the freedom cup. Now, if they had won this, this is why it's a huge loss for the stars. Had they won this, they clinched a playoff spot. <laughs> now they still have their work cut out for them. I feel like they're still in a pretty good spot here. True, but I mean, oh. look, they lost with ten second, like thirty seconds left in this game. In a game they were winning the entire game, so it's a little yeah, bit of heartbreak. Would be in a little bit of heartbreak yeah. there. Um, and meanwhile, the Stallions. You know what's crazy is as good as the Stallions are playing right now, they still could miss the playoffs. They are just uh, one game back from missing the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? That's unbelievable. Maybe two get, but no, you're right. If if they lose and then the tiebreakers don't go their way, yeah. Which you know, I don't I don't know what the USFL tiebreaker is. If it's if it's point advantage or point differential, they're in a pretty good spot. Um, whereas the other three teams are all deadlocked. Uh, well, I no, mean, that they, that division race, they could lose both games, and the other teams could like. So uh, in week nine, Birmingham plays the Houston Gamblers. Well, if Houston wins, they'll have the same record as Birmingham, right? Yeah. Well then in week yep. 10, assuming, assuming that Memphis beats new Orleans, which Memphis had biggest win streak in USFL this year, right now, currently a part of yeah. Memphis would host Birmingham. And if they win Birmingham's out, that's true. That is true. Or if new Orleans, uh, I'm sure could find their way into it. At, Everyone's at alive. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's alive. Let's talk about the, uh, Let's talk about the Sunday games, the Memphis Showboats. Man, I hate watching the New Jersey Generals this year. It's this tough. Score is not a good representative of what this game was. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. The time of possession again this time even Dude, more, even worse than in the Houston. They game. drive me 41 crazy. Forty-one to nineteen. They drive me crazy. They get into the red zone like early on, pick right. I mean, yeah. sh- shout out. I know NC Nick texted us during the game saying Memphis showboats there. They get their arms up and they block. They, they back do. down so many Holy passes. Crap. Yeah. It's like, uh, and, and the interception that they got deep in New Jersey's territory is because the linebacker jumped up and snagged it out of a passing lane. It's like, that must be something they practice, dude. Ha- you know, the showboats ran out the clock 
with like a 50 or 60 yard run, right? Had that yeah. run not happened, this was an even game yardage wise, right? Like as far as yardage, I mean, yards per play, the generals were, were 5.6 compared to 4.5 for the showboats The the Carnell lakes defense is incredible. I still have questions. I know that that run kind of uh, changed the rushing stats for the showboats. Cause the whole game it was like at 88 yards or something like that. And then they broke the long one with 10 seconds left. You know what I mean? To, to white. Yeah. But yeah, uh, 40, uh, 46 yard run there. Yeah. At a 3.2 yards of rush. And if you take away that, that 46 yard run, it yeah. would be a lot what less. Yeah. yeah. If they, if you take that away, then you got uh uh, 45 rushes for 102 yards. That's what so I'm saying. It's a the barely problems over two are yards still there. I'm telling you, yeah. I watched this whole game. Now I'll say this: Showboats deserve to win this game. They were the better team, but yeah. the Generals shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, the, the, so the narrative much. continues to like uh, repeat from week to week, and it's just like. It's pretty obvious. I mean, at least they gave Prokop more burn. Dude, Prokop Prokop looks like okay, he had that one terrible interception in the red zone, which by the way would have changed the whole fucking game because they would have been yeah. up early, right? Uh he dude, he had 76 yards rushing, 12.7 yards of rush. I'm sitting there watching him play and I go, this guy could be an all-pro in in these spring leagues. I really believe that. He's and good. I, he's he's an athlete. Yeah. Dude, they need like Riley's not using them right right now. They need to do more option read with them. They should look at actually. They should look at Alex Mago and model Pro Cops game after that because yeah, it's, it's similar. He's like a poor man's yes. uh, Mago, but 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 barely a poor man's Mago. He's he's got you know good at. I mean Mago, I think it's actually kind of special, but Pro Cop looked good. Pro Cop kind of jumped off screen, dude. Their leading receiver was Darius Victor with six catches for thirty nine yards. They got to <laughs> stretch the ball down the field more. Yeah. And, and to me, like, dude, if you watch this game, you have the interception, which was a terrible interception, right? Pro cop just yeah. did not see the linebacker. Uh, but then you have the missed field goals. All right. And the fumble generals fumble on a kick return, right? Yeah. Early in the game Is that a Warren. Um... Yeah. And he almost fumbled a second time, but then you have, yeah. then you have the missed field goals. They missed, they, they missed a, ch- a chip shot there. Right. Um, and you're sitting there saying if they were able to capitalize, if, if they did, did not shoot themselves in the foot, I actually do believe they win this game. I don't think it was like you watch this game and like, Oh, Memphis is clearly the better team. Memphis ended up getting the lead because of those plays and they protected it. So you can deduce from that, that, Hey, Memphis kind of had game control, but I kind of think the generals shot themselves in the foot, just like we've seen every other week. And they, they, they should be able to win some of these games. I don't understand it. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I, I hate to put it on Riley, but it is. Kinda, no. Yeah. Too much toying around with your damn quarterbacks. I this is a perfect metaphor here for this Todd Haley. I like I talk a lot of shit about Todd Haley, but he's got the biggest win streak in the USFL. Carnell Lake's getting it done, and I can admire the fact that at, he started Brady White early in the season. He went to Cole Kelly, and Cole Kelly isn't setting the world on fire by any means. But he had a, I zero do, touchdowns and, and one interception, so no, not, but, not a hall of fame stat line there, but the offense runs smooth through him. Now it's not a good offense, but I'm saying though, is we know what we're getting with the generals. It's he switches quarterbacks every fucking uh, two drives. I feel like you're like, well, who's in now. And then the rhythm of the team, 
Like with, if they went with pro cop the whole season or Deandre Johnson, the whole season, you stick to option read stuff. You, you do the same stuff over and over and over. You become better yeah. at it Yeah, and develop play action off of it. And yeah, you have, so, a, you have the players to have an explosive offense and they go in spurts. They don't have an know. identity. They don't have an identity to me. Like they're, yeah. they're well, just, Oh, this week we might try that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, it, it's very frustrating. I took the generals. I lost on this play and uh, you know, it's very frustrating, very frustrating. The, the turnovers <laughs> continue to be a, a big issue for them. Uh, You're but, a generals fan. I am a generals fan, but not anymore. It, 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 not when La- Kyle Lalletta cheese is being thrown out there, uh, and then you have the. Uh, this was another sneaky good game, the Michigan Panthers and the New Orleans Breakers, and the, the Panthers. These northern teams are frustrating because, short of the Stars, I feel like all three of those other teams—the Maulers, the Panthers, and the uh, Generals—they're all. They're all lo- they they just love to shoot themselves in the foot, you know what I mean? Like all yeah. three of them, like it's just, it's just there's they 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 struggle on offense to me. All three, like I'm actually kind of sold on all three defenses. <laughs> say the truth, like I actually yeah. think all three defenses. I go, hey, they're not bad. And I know you were touching touching on this earlier. You like some of these Michigan defensive players, right? Yeah, I mean, Ginda is what second in the league in tackles and leading the league in interceptions. That that could be defensive MVP. You know, he speaks is leading the league in uh, uh, sacks still. And, and then uh, the, the Taylor, stat, you said, yeah, hasn't gave up a touchdown all year. Absolutely crazy. And and <laughs> Michigan is is a strange team. Once again, missed field goals come to mind. They were in this game. Uh, the 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 Josh Love interception I thought was bad. Reggie Corbin actually struck. I thought he would have more success running the ball. My DFS play was terrible there. Uh, and once again, I think the story was that uh, the interception, a timely interception. Uh, 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 Love also fumbled. Um, and then you have the the missed field goals. And I think that does you in. They're so critical in this in these leagues because these games are yeah. all one score games. The and kickers then, are super super critical. Which is why the stars are are a threat to win the championship because their kicker is a fucking machine, and then yeah. uh, and then you got the breakers get their first win in a long time, but they still McLeod Bethel Thompson thirty four passes now he did light it up for three twenty eight, almost ten yards of completion, but two picks and one of them was almost a pick six. They, their ground game has been ghost Grounded. ever since like week four. <laughs> yeah, uh, West Hills twenty three rushes thirty six yards. 1.6 yards of carry and a score. Not cutting it. I mean, Johnny Dixon DFS play, by the way, nine for 136 and two touchdowns. But man, 37 DFS points by himself. Dude, this was about the turnovers and this was about missed field goals. I actually believe these teams are flat out like pretty equal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't think they were just like the way better team. If you watch this game, you would say, you know, I guess new Orleans controlled it almost like it's kind of like the showboats game. They controlled the game as far as a lead point of view. I feel like uh, at least the second half, but, yeah. uh, but man, I, I had a hard time. Uh, I mean, new Orleans jumped out super early. I mean, I, I thought it was looking really smart when I said, you know, New Orleans was going to cover. Uh, what what was the spread on? Was that no, three and they, a half? They covered by a half a point. Any yeah. of those field goals go in, and boom! 
but that cover is gone. When they were up 21 nothing, it was feeling good. But after that, Michigan closed the gapping, kind of <laughs> controlled the game thereafter for two and a half quarters. So uh, it was just a really bad start to the second quarter uh, for Michigan that killed them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see a huge difference in those two teams. I, I think um, the breakers are a, a more reliable team in the same mold as uh, Memphis in terms of like, they're going to do what they're going to do and they're going to do it pretty well. And you know, they're going to be consistent and you have to n- not, be, you have to be consistent with them and the Panthers aren't. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They've been a mess all year. You know what it is? Mike Nolan's got to go back to the shirt and tie. I was thinking about got that. To. That's that's the you play. Know. That's the play. He should come out for this week. Suit and tie. Not did I say shirt and tie? I meant suit and tie. And and uh, that'd be great if he's just wearing like a fucking wife Michigan. beater and a tie. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Uh, but that's what it is. That's what he's got to be. That, that was his calling with when he was coaching in the NFL. He's got to go back to it, folks. I want to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best ball mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Holy hell! Uh, plus, you you win that, you, uh, you start your own spring league. Uh, plus, plenty of ways to win with uh, NHL, MLB, NBA, and all their their player prop parlays. They're a ton of fun. You got to hop on over there and do that. Check it. Check them out. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Patty C, I know we're going to record on Thursday our pick show with NC Nick, and we'll go through our our power rankings, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, this, this week that we have in front of us here for uh, Saturday, I'm not going to ask you the, the plays as far as that, but I'm just curious which, which games you're, I want your pecking order on the games you find most exciting. So, so Saturday, 9am, we got the Michigan Panthers heading to Canton, Ohio to take on the Pittsburgh Maulers. This is impossible to choose by the way, because all of these games have playoff implications. Yes, like it's all, just, uh, this is why it's must watch. This is why it's great. Fox yeah. 9am on the West noon on the East. You get Panthers Maulers and Canton. and they're all on network television this week. Yes. Then you jump over to NBC at noon Pacific three o'clock Eastern at the Liberty bowl. Uh, New Orleans and Memphis critical game winner winner will have an inside track on the playoffs. Uh, That game, that game's at at noon. Then on Sunday on NBC, the Birmingham stallions taking on the Houston gamblers. I believe the gamblers beat them the first time, right? I'm trying to remember. I thought they did. Yeah, I think they did. So the gamblers would get the tiebreaker. This is a huge game. Because the gamblers the, would the get gamblers the t- beat the stallions the first time around. Yeah, I thought so. Right, I gotta, I gotta double check that. I think they, I, uh, I thought they did. I thought they did with Terry Wilson. Um, I don't think they've played yet. No, they did, and you're right. Houston won that. Yes. So here, here's why it's huge. If they win this game, and they, so they would have the same record as and a duo head to head. Yes. Yeah. Gigantic game. It probably that I actually think that one might be the biggest because even if they win, I think you're gonna have a three-way tie at some point in the South uh in heading into week 10. So I think this one, that one's probably the biggest game uh that we have going on on Sunday on NBC at eleven AM Pacific, uh two o'clock Eastern, and then the nightcap, four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock, the Philadelphia Stars, the New Jersey Generals, uh, a rematch from the playoffs last year huge implications in this one as yeah. if maybe, maybe Mike Riley found some, if, if I'm Mike Riley right now, 
Dakota pro cup, the whole game. You don't see, yeah. we know Deandre Johnson's dinged up. He's already, he's already, you know, out of the equation. Do, do not put in uh Kyle Letta cheese or Eric Barriere. Do not just, just, yeah. just go pro cop all game. Please yeah. listen to me. Uh, who, who is the, uh, who's the Georgia uh, corner that's on New Jersey. He played an excellent game. I forget his name. Oh, but Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. He, he really jumped out as having great coverage skills. Maybe he could handle Corey Coleman, you know, in a, a man to man situation and maybe they don't have to blitz. Maybe they can just cover the stars uh, passing game and then uh, give uh, I mean, uh, what, how, what do you know anything about New Jersey's pass rush? Do you think that's yes, Toby uh, Johnson, another kid from Georgia? Well, he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's, he's he was in the NFL for a while. Grown beast. Yes, <laughs> and, and that guy is a four. I like uh, also the uh, the other def- the defensive tackle. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but he's good. So I, I think that's going to be an interesting game. But just don't overthink it, Mike Riley. Stick to your QB. Yeah. That's look at what we have. Right you found now. your guy. Jamar Smith got injured game one, right? Yeah. Mago has played the whole season now. Yeah. Continuity. Case Cookus, the one seed in the in the north. Been the starter all year. Continuity. The other winning teams, Cole Kelly ever since what, week 2. Continuity. Worked out the kinks. McLeod Bethel Thompson, the starter all year long. Continuity. All right, yeah. those are all the teams with the winning record except for the Houston Gamblers. They're the one kind of anomaly, but they still had Bahar for most of the year except one game where Terry Wilson got the start. So and I was do that because believe, Bahar was hurt. Or yes, he was hurt. So it's not even like uh, they they were playing around with it. They they just didn't have it. Yeah. So all your teams that are 500 or above have had continuity and had a true identity as who is our starting quarterback and what do we have going forward. Uh, yeah. You look at you look at the teams that have been losing. Yes, it seems like Josh Love has actually had continuity. Uh, you know what? I feel like that's the only losing team that's had continuity. Uh, you look at New Jersey; it's been a complete mess. Pittsburgh has ba- has had different quarterbacks as well. It seems like they found Troy Williams, but it was they didn't start out with him. So, well, Carson Strong was in there as the uh, yeah. You're right; he played some. He played some leading passer for two games. So I think they have played around a little bit. I don't know if it's because Love would get dinged up mid game, but that's certainly not continuity when you have a leading passer uh, different than your starter for two out of your you know seven game or eight games so far. So, yeah. So that's so, a great point. Yeah, no, it really is. And uh, so to me, the biggest game, I actually think is Birmingham Houston. What, 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 what do you think the number one biggest game is? Well, with that, like uh, nugget about Birmingham, you know, owning a tiebreaker at that point, who knows if that could ultimately be the thing that knocks uh, Birmingham out of the playoffs, you know? Um, and so that is a massive game to, and, a, and a thing to look out for. I would say in terms of the evenness of the matchup and the direct impact on who's going to make the playoffs and the other team not making the playoffs, you got to go break or showboats um, be, just because they have the same record, but all of them, all of them are about equal Yeah, in yeah. terms of importance. It's going to be a great week of United States football action. Get over to, to NBC and Fox and watch them. Uh, and get on over to uh, get on over to iTunes and give us a five star review, folks. What are you doing, please? It's been a fun year all year with the freedom. The road to the Freedom Cup doesn't stop here, but <laughs> we do need you to uh, to get on over to iTunes. Give us a five star review. Tell us that you're fond of us, or maybe you think I'm an idiot. But just give us a five star review. All right. You can even say Dundee's an idiot for five stars. All right. I'm very <laughs> happy with that. 
Um, you know, watching the uh, watching the uh, baseball, college baseball playoff tournament right now, mm-hmm. uh, and seeing the double elimination format that they have going on, we're kind of in the double elimination, the first round of a double of an elimination tournament over the next two rounds. This is like the regionals uh, stage for the USFL. You know, you get through these next two weeks with two wins, you're going on. You yeah, know, you go one on one, then maybe if you go zero and two, you're out. Yeah, you're a hundred percent correct, folks. Uh, subscribe to the college baseball experience too, as that season is is heating up. Your Wahoo's got lucky as shit, bunch of pussies. Uh, two for but, two uh, against your ECU uh, Pirates. Yeah, they got gifted the Charlottesville side of things. Should have been in Greenville, uh, folks. Uh, look, also subscribe to the college football experience. Our, we we've already started. We're, we're just previewing 133 teams solo podcast for each and every team in the land. Subscribe to the college football experience and. Um, uh, check out everything. I mean, we, we host the USFL gambling podcast as we alluded to. And, and uh, we also host the XFL gambling podcast, part of the sports gambling podcast. They're already doing NFL stuff. So check out all of them. we got the CFL ELF kicking off well, ELF already played week one European league of football. CFL starts this week and it's a good time to be alive. Long live football folks. Um, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give myself a follow on Twitter at the Colby D and the USFL gambling podcast is on Twitter at USFL gambling. Give them all a follow. Let's fucking go and look until, uh, until well, Thursday night, this is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.